Well, good morning and welcome to Local Matters. We are talking education matters today, and our guest is Dr. Mark Stevens, Senior Associate Provost for Academic Affairs and Dean of the Graduate School, the College of Graduate Studies at Tennessee Tech University. Mark, great to have you back. Well, thank you, Bob. I'm glad to be here. It's It's been a few years since you've been on the program. <laughs> yes, it has. Well, that's, that's great. Well, not everyone in our listening audience may know you, so why don't you tell everybody a little bit about where you grew up and where you went to school and how you got to Tennessee Tech. All right. Well, I've been at Tech for around 40 years now. I came here on a one-year appointment when I was a graduate student at uh, UT in Knoxville, uh, working on my Ph.D. in economics. And uh, I really enjoyed it. I thought this is a great place, and I really didn't want to look around after that. So uh, I was here first 27, 28 years as a full-time faculty member in teaching economics before I moved over to Derryberry Hall uh, in academic affairs. And you grew up uh, with sort of an interesting background. You had some international experience very early, didn't you? I did, yes. Uh, I was very fortunate. My, my dad worked for Alcoa, and we moved around several times while I was uh, still at home. Uh, I grew up in Texas, but then wound up in uh, southern Brazil, in uh, Sao Paulo, and went two years of high school there, and then we, he got transferred to Australia. So I finished high school in Perth in Western Australia before coming back to the U.S. and going to uh, Louisiana State University for my bachelor's degree. And those high school experiences, are there high, at, at that point, were those, those high schools structured in a similar way to a U.S. high school, or was it different? The school in Brazil was actually established early on by the American Chamber of Commerce, so it was built around uh, U.S. standards. And it was not very different in terms of curriculum and structure from a U.S. high school. The one in Australia was very different. It was built on the British system, uh, and basically I just finished there <laughs> <laughs> when I had earned enough credits. Uh, the headmaster to. probably shook his head and said, An another transfer. <laughs> That's right. Wrote me a nice letter and said I had finished. <laughs> well, I'm sure um, uh, American principals are seeing that today as we get students in from from a lot of other other countries also. Well, tell us more about the work you do as associate provost and dean of the graduate school. Well, as dean of the graduate school, we oversee all graduate programs at the university. And we are most noted noticed uh, at the very beginning because we handle all applications for all graduate programs. Uh, we're the initial contact, and we work with students to make sure that they get all the necessary materials in and get their applications complete. Once they're complete, we send them out to the various program coordinators for evaluation, and they actually decide 
if a student gets in or not. Then we see them at the very end because we process all the graduation checkouts. Uh, we review all their credits and make sure that they've re, uh, satisfied all the degree requirements, and then we process them for graduation. In between, we help students along the way who have problems or questions about their program or if they're having a problem with a particular class or want to change majors or things like that. So we do help them as they go through. So uh, we had a dean of graduate studies back in the 70s and 80s, uh, Dr. Martin Peters, who both of us knew. Right. Uh, and the, uh, the rumor at the time, and I know it was literally true at least for many instances, the rumor was Dean Peters read every thesis and every <laughs> doctoral dissertation uh, that, was, that sent, came across his desk. Do you do that? <laughs> I, I can say very certainly that I do not. <laughs> we have several hundred graduates yeah. every year, and so that's a lot of theses and dissertations. But we have a staff that reads all of those. Uh, we obviously don't read them for content. We read them for structure and, yeah. and formatting. Technical and kind of, of things, things that right. are required in text requirements for a thesis or Ex dissertation. Exactly. Well, I, I remember those days well, but I always remember the standing joke with Pete, with Dean <laughs> Peters, and that was he read every word of every thesis <laughs> that ever – Came out. Of course, that was probably six in his days. Well, I would yeah. like to be able to do that, but unfortunately, I have other duties on yeah. top of this that take a lot of time. And you've got a few hundred more graduate students that's, than, that's true. than he ever had. Well, speaking of that, how large is the graduate school? Well, currently, we have a little over 1,360 uh, graduate students at Tech. Uh, it's down a little bit, probably... 70 or 75 from last year. Last year was a peak. And graduate enrollment is somewhat counter-cyclical. As the economy does better, people tend to put off going to graduate school. And when the economy turns down, people tend to look more to graduate school. And with the current unemployment rate at 3.5%. Plenty of jobs uh, out there. Right. There are a lot of jobs and they're they're offering signing bonuses and the like. And so we've seen a little bit of a drop-off, but not bad. Uh, and I would think that uh, between COVID and the, um, the health care restrictions on international travel that we've had the last two or three years, that that's, that's sort of dampened graduate enrollment in other countries, not just the U.S., uh, right. Is that true, or has that recovered? Well, COVID was, in some sense, a benefit to graduate enrollment because, if you'll remember, in 2020, there was a sharp recession, and a lot of people either couldn't find jobs coming out of their bachelor's programs or were getting laid off, so a lot of people applied to graduate school. So we saw huge increase in applications and enrollment in 2020 and 2021. From Americans or from all uh, over the world? Well, primarily Americans. We did have yeah. a lot of international, but because of the travel restrictions, yeah. 
um, they weren't able to get here. And we're still having a lot of issues with international students being able to get visas and, and get here in a timely manner. Uh, we have some that have been admitted and postponed two or three semesters before they can actually get their visas to come. Well, we want to talk a little bit about um, international students and about the value of having those students on a on a university campus. But I, I also want to talk about something that's been in the local papers um, recently, at least one case of it recently, one great example of it recently, and that is the, the concept of a Fulbright scholar. So here in Cookville, uh, we recently had a tech alumnus named Olivia Hendricks, I think, uh, who was awarded a prestigious uh, Fulbright Award, an international scholar, and uh, I, I think she at this point has left to go to Germany. But uh, talk a little bit about the Fulbright Scholars Program and what you know about Olivia. Okay, well, the Fulbright Scholar Program is a very competitive program. Uh, applicants apply to it to go to either study or work at a foreign institution. And in the case of Olivia, she's going to Germany uh, and will be teaching English as a second language. To And she's sort of got a unique um, uh, portfolio. Uh, she worked at Averitt Express here in town. And she's actually, I think, going to a technical school in Germany that's um, uh, got a transportation reputation, so she'll be using that. But she's teaching English right. uh, for students who who uh, might be traveling somewhere in an English-speaking world. And um, anyway, it's a, it's a great honor for her and, and a great yes, honor for is. Tech to have one of our alumni chosen. Oh, it is always an honor for us to have one of our alums or current faculty who uh, – are awarded one of these. And you know of another who's who's uh, current in the Fulbright program. Right. We've just found out that Dr. Mahmood in the Department of Electrical and Computer Engineering has been awarded a Fulbright uh, to go to Qatar University uh, for spring semester and possibly into the summer as well to do some cutting-edge research with faculty at that university. And Senator Fulbright uh, was um, pretty far-reaching in his vision when he sort of shepherded the creation of the Fulbright program, wasn't he? Oh, it's a definitely. Great international relations program. Yes, yes, it's it's got a fantastic reputation, and we are always very uh, supportive of any faculty member or student that goes through the Fulbright program. And it's a great experience for them, and in effect, they become an ambassador for the university and for America. And um, um, those that come here from other countries, um, although the Fulbright is focused on Americans going to, to other places, but the kind of exchanges that we experience, it's a great experience for uh, everyone involved. And we're going to talk more about that exchange experience after we take a, a quick break. 
This is Local Matters, and we're talking to Dr. Mark Stevens from Tennessee Tech University. What's so important about shopping with locally owned businesses? When you shop local, your hard-earned dollars stay here in the community, helping to benefit your friends and neighbors, local schools, roads, and all aspects of community life. But what happens to my money if I spend it online or at a national chain store? In most cases, the profits go far away, out of state, corporate headquarters, or even overseas. It doesn't take any extra effort to shop local. Office Mart on South Jefferson and Cookville is your locally owned office furniture and supply store. For over 35 years, they've been proud to serve businesses in the Upper Cumberland with quality and value. You get real customer service, too. And unlike shopping online, you can actually see and try out the large inventory of office furniture in their showroom. And when it's delivered, it's not a box on your step. They're glad to install and set up everything. Office Mart. There's no other locally owned office store in the region. South Jefferson Avenue across from Hardee's. Shop local at Office Mart. Welcome back to Local Matters. We are talking to Dr. Mark Stevens, uh, the Associate Provost and Dean of the Graduate School at Tennessee Tech University. And Mark, you, you've worked a lot with international students for, for many years. Why are international students important at Tennessee Tech? Well, I think international students bring to the campus a whole wide array of cultural and social differences and really uh, give the campus a robust cultural experience, not only for them learning the American culture, but especially for American students and specifically Tennessee Tech and Upper Cumberland students, an opportunity to meet people from around the world with different views and, and different ideas and uh, to learn how other people in other countries see world events. And um, it's just a very enriching experience uh, for both sides. And Tennessee Tech students go to corporations all over the United States and literally all over the world. I know um, I was at at Boeing in Seattle one time talking to some tech alumni that were there. And I said, what projects are you working on? And, and they, they showed me a design project for one of the new jets. And um, they said, our, our primary designers are in Moscow. And another group is in France. And they were interacting with a team that had folks from all over the world on it. So that's Tennessee Tech graduates have to interact with people from all kinds of cultures. Definitely, and they don't even have to leave Cookville to do that. We have several companies right here in Cookville that are international companies. That is, their headquarters are in some other country. And I think I saw a press release uh, during the launch of the fall semester that said there are students from 18 other countries enrolled at Tech uh, this fall. That's that's a pretty diverse group, isn't it? Yes, it is. We have probably approximately 280 international students this fall, and they are split roughly even between undergraduate and graduate. Uh, we also have a new ESL program to teach English as a second language to international students, and it's very small at the moment, but it's growing. And 
students can come from other countries, study English here, and then once they reach a certain proficiency level, they can matriculate to the university and go into one of our undergraduate or graduate programs. What are some of the major or the larger suppliers of international students? Are there certain countries that are typically larger than than other or have more students than other countries do coming? Well, we get quite a few students from Asia, South Asia, India. Uh, We get some students, uh, obviously, from China and um, Korea, and also from Europe. Uh, We get students from Germany and France and England. Uh, Probably the largest group, though, come from Middle Eastern countries, especially Saudi Arabia, and that's largely because their governments have uh, full uh, tuition support for their students. And so we do get a good number from there as well. Well, that's that's great. Um, and I know, again, we've had international students for many years, and I, uh, I know one who is now president of a university in Japan, uh, Dr. Masanori Sakurai, I received his uh, civil engineering doctoral degree from Tennessee Tech and then uh, went back to Japan and is now president of of Doto University. Mm-hmm. So um, they do well when they when they go on from Tennessee Tech. They do very well, right. In fact, we have five uh, arrangements with schools in Japan at this time. And that's great. And mm-hmm. and um the Japanese have had a history with Tennessee Tech of many, many years, certainly more than 30 years of, um, of exchange. Mm-hmm. And uh, we've sent delegations over there, and they send delegations pretty routinely to even undergrad students to visit American universities, and Tech is one of those. That's, that's very true. In fact, this semester we have... Uh, approximately 20 incoming exchange students, uh, 11 of which are from Japan. Wow, wow. And the other biggest group come from Germany, and then we have uh, one or two students from the Netherlands and South Korea as well. So are the students from Japan from varying universities, or are they primarily from Doto, or or where? No, they're from a variety of schools. Uh, uh, Japan has a government scholarship for students who want to go to the U.S. to study, and all of those are on that government scholarship. Well, that's great. Wow, that's uh, that's a pretty big group, and we're going to talk a moment in in a couple of minutes about uh, about some joint degree programs in Germany and other kinds of of partnerships that we have with with universities uh, but but let's continue just a little bit on uh, on the international framework in in terms of um, the the past effects of the pandemic and we are not out of this pandemic but we're out of maybe of the crisis mode of the pandemic 
I know there are some countries like Italy that really clamped down hard on any foreign exchange. Uh, Is that still true now? Most of the countries, at least in Europe, have opened up pretty much as we have. In fact, we shut down our international programs uh, in 2020 when the lockdown started, and we are just now reopening them. Um, This past spring was the first time we began to allow students and faculty groups to go out of the country uh, simply because it was just too risky to let students uh, travel as a group or as individuals uh, because it was so high probability that they would, you know, contract the virus and then have an extended stay. But uh, we have started opening up and we have uh, approximately 14 students going out uh, this fall. Um, They're going to a variety of countries, uh, France, Japan, Netherlands, uh, some to Asia. We have eight going to South Korea and uh, a couple going to Spain and Sweden. So. Well, that's a variety an, of countries. Yeah, and that's an interesting statistic on South Korea. Are these uh, students with a particular major going as a cohort, or are they spread out? Well, it's it's like a lot of our international exchanges work. When we get students that come in, they meet our students. Our students get interested and want to go where they came from, and so it just happens that we had some. Uh, South Korean students last year, so a lot of our students are interested in going there this year. And so it they, varies from country to country. They're going to go over and, and visit mm-hmm. their friends and see what their universities are like. Exactly. Right. We're going to talk about some of those partnerships uh, after we take a break, and we'll come back. We are talking to Dr. Mark Stevens from Tennessee Tech. Welcome back to Local Matters. We are talking to... Dr. Mark Stevens, the Associate Provost for Academic Affairs and Dean of the College of Graduate Studies at Tennessee Tech University. Uh, Mark, uh, you and I go back a long way, but uh, it's always fun to talk about some of these exchange programs that you've been so involved in for so many years. Talk about some of our strategic alliances with universities in other countries. All right. Well, we have a wide range of alliances. Uh, We are a member of the Magellan Exchange, which is a multi-institutional organization. There's about uh, 12 or 13 uh, schools in Europe and a few in uh, South Korea, for example, and Mexico. Uh, And there's probably an equal number or so in the United States, Tennessee Tech being one of them. And our students can go to any of the Magellan schools, uh, and their students can come to Tech. It gives a great variety of opportunity for our students. Uh, We are also members of several other international exchange groups um, as well. So students have probably well over 100 different institutions to choose from uh, to do a study abroad. And our students 
can engage really in two different types of study abroad experiences. One would be an individual study abroad where we have a student that wants to go to a particular school or a particular country and spend a semester typically uh, in a foreign institution that offers the same program as they're in here. And the courses they take there transfer back to tech. The other type of experience is a more of a short-term experience where a particular faculty member teaching a class, say, in international business or in German or French, or in some cases we have one in engineering that goes regularly to the Netherlands. It's a civil engineering class and has a lot to do with hydrology. <laughs> well, I'll bet. There's, there's, there are a few dams and dikes in the Netherlands. <laughs> That's right. And these are typically much shorter term, where a faculty member takes a group of students uh, on tour for somewhere between seven to ten days, usually during either the winter break or spring break or in May or June. Um, and we usually have somewhere between six to eight of these types of trips during the year. And we're just now getting back to uh, having these. We had our first one go in May. Uh, and that was the first trip since the COVID lockdown. So wow. We are happy to get back to that. Yeah. We have a lot of student interest. Students have been kind of waiting for an opportunity to go on an international experience. So we're getting a lot it, of information. It's a great experience for the students. I know I've uh, talked to <clears throat> some after they've returned. Uh, Dr. Melissa Geist and Dr. Robbie Sanders in engineering. Melissa is in in nursing, and they do a joint trip sometimes to other countries. I know they returned from Cuba just prior to the pandemic, and I got a chance to interview some of those students, and that was an eye-opening experience for them. <laughs> That's very true, yeah. Well, Cuba has kind of a, a reputation for a high-quality uh, public health care system well while students are in country especially if well even on the two-week kind of thing but certainly if they're there for a semester just all kind of benefits to that student in terms of maybe a life-changing experience but certainly lifelong memories oh definitely in fact students come back very differently than they went uh, that's one of the things I always hear from students, and I have taken students on several trips to Brazil and to Singapore, to Europe as well. In every case, uh, while not every hour of every day is a positive experience, <laughs> uh, on the whole, they all come back uh, saying that it was one of the most impactful experiences they have in their, their college career. If there are parents listening uh, and your child gets a chance to go on some kind of international trip or exchange, it's a great experience for them. I encourage them to to do that. Uh, they do face challenges, though. There's no question that occasionally um, life happens. So that's, that's what, true. What kind of challenges come to mind that you've seen? Well, everything from travel to health. Uh, there are times when people 
go different cultures and eat different types of food and (laughs) (laughs) things don't always settle well. So, you know, you can have minor medical issues like that. On my very first trip to Europe uh, with the Magellan Exchange, we found out how interesting that can be when our flight from Madrid was delayed by about three hours. We were flying to Paris and catching the train to Rennes. And we landed in Paris about 10 minutes after the last train to Rennes left. <laughs> so here we are, 20 of us, downtown Paris, 11 o'clock at night, no place to stay. And those kind of things do happen. Fortunately, they don't happen often. And the leader of the group that we were with had no trouble, called back to the States. It was 11 o'clock at night there, but it was during the work day here. They found us a hotel within a block of where we were standing and... Uh, Got our train tickets changed, and we went on to Wren the next day. You've just got to be a little flexible, don't you? Well, it teaches you that how to handle adversity. And, you know, things do happen, like you say, and you never know what it'll be, but it gives our students a good chance to learn those life skills of how to adapt and make the best of it. And and that's a that's a great experience for them, and... They come away with relationships. I know my son went on a, an international exchange and uh, to France, and um, he spoke no French when he left. He spoke quite a bit when he came <laughs> back. And, uh, but he, he built a relationship with a host family there that uh, he still talks about. Mm-hmm. And oh, talks of, he was at... Um, Khan at the University okay. of Khan, mm-hmm. and um, of course in World War II that city was dramatically bombed, yeah. and he got to um, he was impressed with uh, all of Normandy, but especially the the ruins that are still there right. in Khan. He was right near the beaches, yeah, for D Day beaches, yes. yeah. Mm-hmm. So great international experiences available at at Tennessee Tech. And we should say here this fall, Tech is uh, hosting international students, but it's also got uh, students from 89 of Tennessee's counties and 31 other states and 18 other countries. So a pretty wide range of, um, of students coming to Tech. And again, some of them are freshmen. Others are coming for graduate studies, and that's your your bailiwick. So um, let's talk a little bit more about the College of Graduate Studies. Tech offers a pretty wide range of doctoral programs, including a couple of new ones. Let's talk about the new ones first. Okay. Well, uh, our newest doctoral program is in counseling and supervision. That just went uh, active about a year ago. And that's in the College of Education? College of Education, yes. And uh, they are taking in a full class of students. A lot of these start fairly small because they're doctoral programs, but they're they're bringing in new students, and uh, it's it's off the ground and doing very well. Good. Uh, And the Whitson Hester School of Nursing has recently launched a DNP. Right. We have a dual uh, program with East Tennessee State University for the Doctor of Nursing Practice, which kind of fills out the full complement of nursing degrees from the BSN to the uh, MSN to the DNP. 
and that program is doing quite well also. And the College of Engineering has a wide range of doctoral majors available. Right. They, we have one Ph.D. in engineering, but they can major in all the major uh, engineering disciplines. And then there's a doctorate of environmental science that's correct joint yeah. with engineering, but includes other right. programs, too. It's an interdisciplinary degree. Uh, typically, you, may, you get a concentration in either biology, chemistry, or a new one in ag or integrated research. So they have four different concentrations. And those students go a lot of different places. Our listeners may not know that the environmental engi- the environmental science doctoral program produced the master distiller for Jack Daniels <laughs> Distillery because there's a lot of chemistry in distilling whiskey. That's very true. You never know where our graduates will end up. That's true. Just a wide range of doctoral programs and master's programs. I don't know how many master's programs, uh, but certainly above 40 that are right. available. We have over 40 master's programs, and an increasing number of those are also available completely online. Uh, that started out with the uh, MBA degree. We now have the master's of accountancy degree. Um, there's a degree in EXPW. In Which is exercise science. science. Right. And we have the MSN, which is online. And we have a number of others that are transferring existing on-ground programs to also online. And after the pandemic, that's becoming a much more commonly accepted experience. So I think we'll see that program, those kind of programs grow even more. Right. We're, we're working to expand a lot of our existing on-ground masters to an online availability. Well, we've got a lot more to talk about. We'll have to have you back sometime soon to continue the conversation, but we need to close for today. Uh, This has been Local Matters, and we've been talking education matters with Dr. Mark Stevens, the Associate Provost and Dean of the Graduate School at Tennessee Tech University. Mark, thanks for being here. Well, thank you. It's been my pleasure.